Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Today, we begin with the Ricketts family. No, and no, 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 no. You want we don't begin with the oh, Ricketts wait, wait, family. Wait, wait, you know, we, yes, we, yeah, we talk begin about with, why yeah, Eben's right. not here. There was no Eben Novi Williams yeah, is right. off. Yeah. You know we, where he is? Do you know where he is? Uh, he's in Alaska, right? He's in Alaska. Do you know? Uh, I do know. I just said that. <laughs> well, you don't I see it's a great trip one of these hiking and Eben's a triathlete so he's backpacking in some forest and then driving to some fishing trip but this is where it gets a little bumpy he, he brought his girlfriend and now she's I know she doesn't listen to the podcast so we can say whatever let okay. us let us just say <laughs> that Eben made the trip like he made sure there's two hour breaks he, not too difficult because he senses that perhaps his ability to trek the terrain and her ability to sustain are a little different. Well, now, is she into the cross-country stuff? I don't know. Not as much as Edmund, I'm sensing. I, I'm really <laughs> interested. When he gets back, we're going to have a really fun conversation. Oh, my. How'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> has he given you any updates so far? No, no, no. He, he has a satellite phone with him. He doesn't have his cell phone. He just put a satellite phone just in case of emergency. So this is not one of those where I can text him saying, okay, you know, day one, how did it go? I, I'm just going to let it all accumulate, <laughs> and when oh, he's ready to blow, maybe. We'll, we'll see how it went when he comes back. I want to know if she would, you know, suck any venom out. You know, like, is that the kind of couple they are? <laughs> of, her, of her own arm, maybe. Like, yeah, this is like, I told them, this is one of those opportunities where it's a freak accident. I don't know what happened. You're out in the bush. I, I stopped terrible. I don't know. I'm just saying I can't wait for him to be back. Just so we can get an update on like how this day by day. I, I wish he was keeping a diary of his emotions, minute by minute, hour by hour. I did not see that no, question yeah. coming anywhere at all. I like that though. I like. Yeah, that. like out of the leg, you know. Like, what if he got? I understood what you meant. Thank God. Would she be like, I, "Yeah, I I'll help it. you," or "I'm out of here"? I, I got it. Pull I got John it. Wayne. I, I know she's terrified of bears, so if there was an attacking bear, she would not help him. Like, that would be it for him. No, I'm terrified of bears, too. Well, how about this way? Segway, ready to the Ricketts family. All Speaking right. of lovable losers, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Speaking of Cubs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the Ricketts family, uh, owner of the Cubs, they expressed interest in acquiring a controlling stake in Italian top-ranked football club AC Milan. Milano. Great brand, right? Yeah. Great brand. Recently purchased, no, a couple of years ago, by a Chinese conglomerate from Silvio Berlusconi. Questions as to whether they can pay back some debt. So maybe a distressed purchase here. And just continuing the way, you know, John Henry's got Liverpool. You've got Josh Harris and Dave Blitzer at Crystal Palace. Steve Kaplan at Swansea, which just got relegated. Um, again, these U.S. owners, they're eyeing these teams Jim Pallotta at Roma, and it's taken Pallotta, I don't know how many years now at this point, I've been hearing about this new stadium in Rome. It just takes a while to get things done. But the upside is that the European team seemed to be a decade or two behind in terms of sports marketing process. So the U.S. owners think if they can come in and install the ticketing systems, the marketing, everything, right. the know-how they have, that there's a path to some serious money. Now, I want to ask, because Berlusconi sold the team to businessman Lee Young Hong, but apparently he has not made a major payment 
involved. Is that in a this. problem? Yeah, <laughs> that, could, that could be a little problem. Is that is that a problem? <laughs> he didn't honor what thirty-two million uh, euro payment. Ah, come on, thirty-two million <laughs> among friends. Come on, thirty-two million <laughs> among friends. Yeah, when people lend you money, sometimes, sometimes they like it back. No, really? <laughs> that's yeah, I and mean, that's that's today's headline. If you're gonna borrow money, you usually have to pay it back. Uh, but again, on the big scale of global soccer, if you're gonna buy an Italian soccer team. And you want a global brand that is recognizable and you can take advantage of that global footprint, AC Milan is on that list. If the Ricketts family gets AC Milan, yeah. do they become mega, mega sports franchise families? Yeah, yeah. If you've got the Cubs and AC Milan, sure. You you are you're you're in some business. You're right there with John Henry with Liverpool and the Red Sox. Yeah. And yeah, you're right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now you see how do you incorporate the two? How do you cross promote? How does one help the other? How do you do it? Are there synergies? I would think the know-how, again, it's about the know-how. Then we see what they can do with it. This one I got to bring up. And I know we didn't talk about it, but I got to bring this up. And there is a business (laughs) angle to it. The U.S. Tennis Association says it will revamp the way it seeds players who've taken time off to have a baby. Good. Finally. Yes. Good. Yes. I'm tired of seeing these top seeds that I've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, who? Right. It, in case you don't understand, not uh, up on what happened. Serena Williams, she left after winning the Australian Open last year. You know, she was ranked number one in the world. Of course, she had a baby. Number one in the universe. Yeah. She came back to the French Open, ranked number 491. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, and this is something, not yes, in sports, we're talking about this, but this is something that goes on in the business world all the time. Of, of women, they they have their babies, and they come back, and then all of a sudden, it's like, what happened? And you hear about demotions and this and that, whatever. So you went I, wider than sports on this. One, I, I did. You, I did. you went a little broader than, I than did. the French Open. I did. I just, but I I just think that they got to work this out, and it, it's it's and as the USTA president of the uh, uh, Katrina Adams says, it's only fair. Now, how do they do it when the U.S. Open comes? I don't care how they do it. The fact is they're addressing it. Somebody's thinking about it. That's that's what it boils down to. Serena Williams should not enter any tennis tournament as a 400-something ranked player in the world. I don't care if she sits out for two years. That's she can ridiculous. step on the court and beat almost anybody. They're addressing the issue. They understand there's an issue. And by the way, it's good for their own tournament. Who wants Serena facing number one or two in the second or third round, taking them out, I mean, it, it just doesn't work that way. You want the bigger names. You want the better players moving yeah, toward the it, end of the tournament. That's right. It's not fair. Here comes 491. Oh, Serena Williams. And they're playing Joe Blow. You don't think Simona Halep, when the, when the draw comes out, looks and says, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> round two, round three, Serena Williams. Come on. No, I, I am so glad that they are addressing this, and I hope that they get it squared away. Let's talk about... The World Cup ratings. Yeah, good for Novi Williams. Before he went on vacation, he was the first out with the yes. 44% dip. Right. But now look at what you got. And I'm going to equate this to something like the U.S. listener can understand. This is like the NCAA tournament. Everybody loves the, um, and I'm going to air quote it here, the upsets. Like 5-12 is an upset or a three-team is out. Great. You know what CBS and Turner and the selection committee don't want? 
they don't want the brand names out. Everybody likes a so-called upset. Great. You know, that can, that can be an Illinois losing or a Syracuse, I'm, to bring it home to what I'm used to with my alma mater. <laughs> what you don't want is Duke. You don't want no. Carolina. You don't want Arizona, UCLA. You don't want those marquee brands when they are ranked one and two. You don't want them out of the tournament. For everything that's said about the upsets of the NCAA tournament, that's that's for the early round stuff. What you want at the final four and the final eight, what you want are those blue blood big brands, Kentucky right. playing Duke, because that's what people want to see. You don't want to see a 16 take out of one. Oh, that happened. <laughs> it's, I mean, you don't want to see that. Not too much of it. No. One may, I mean, yeah, you'd rather have your one seed. You want some chalk, right? And that's not a nod to Kansas either. But you want some chalk when you get down towards the end of the tournament. And that's what you want here at this World Cup. You are about to lose, unless something falls perfectly, you're about to lose a Lionel Messi. Yeah. And that's you who don't want casual that. fans know Argentina y Messi. And they want to <laughs> see Lionel Messi. Mete la pelota el gol. That's very good. Thank you. That's what they want to see. They know Messi. They know Neymar. You do not want to lose... Germany came back, won a game where they looked like they could have been on the ropes had they not won. Imagine losing Argentina and Germany in a World Cup. And Yeah, and Argentina is looking mighty shaky. Well, they are most likely not going to make the knockout round. That's what I'm saying. Right now, what do they need? They need to beat Nigeria, and they need help. So to beat Nigeria, no easy task. And then they need Croatia to beat or tie Iceland. And by the way, Croatia's already through. Yeah. So you think they're going to put their top 11 out there? Yeah. No, yeah. not, not going to happen. They can also get in if Argentina beats Nigeria, Iceland beats Croatia, but Argentina would have to beat Iceland's result by two goals because of the way it's, it goes by goal differential. It, that doesn't look likely. So you're likely looking at a World Cup without the biggest star in the game. Lionel Messi. That, that, that's like, it, for, well, yes, the U.S. says we all know we're not in the World Cup. But that's like tuning into the Olympics and then you realize, oh, well, the U.S. is not in it. So why would you watch the Olympics? Right. And this is the same thing. So. Yeah. Whatever casual fan there was remaining for the, for the soccer in the U.S., when they say, well, I want to see Messi play. And then someone informs him, well, <laughs> his team, Argentina, didn't make it to the knockout round. So you got to have to go watch. I mean, you still got Brazil. Again, not looking a little tenuous. But again, blue blood, big brands. You want a majority of them. Got to talk about a new topic, Milwaukee Bucks, a new local TV deal. Say his name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Giannis effect. They got a new TV deal, a local TV deal. Remember when we keep hearing about sports rights bubbles? Yep. The bubble bar. Are we past the bubble bar? That's what I, have we passed the talk of the bubble bar? I don't think it's – we will never hit that so-called glass ceiling because I think it's just going to go up, 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 up. You, you may be right. And, I mean, seven years, $200 million, they're getting about – if with some escalators, you're getting about $30 million a year locally for the Bucks. That's almost double what they were getting before – and that's a Fox RSN, which, by the way, as we know, the Fox RSN is a part of the package that's being sold in the big sale to either Disney, Comcast. But <laughs> you, you see the value of sport here? You know, up, up, up. And and you can thank Antetokounmpo for a lot of that. Their success oh, yeah. on that's, the court. That's the effect. They're building yeah. the new arena. 
They've sold out their suites. Uh, Milwaukee's on the map. I mean, that's one of our guests, previous guests, Mark Lassery's team, and Wes Edens, and Jamie Dynan. Yep. It looked like they made a nice investment at 500 and what was it, $540 million for the Bucks. But let's go look at a current valuation with this new building. Pretty darn good. We got to wrap it up with something that has nothing at all to do with sports, but is something that happened over the weekend. And I have to talk about it, Medina. And please chime in. I got to talk about it. <laughs> I, I have Apparently, to. he has something to get I, off his chest. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It is. I was over the weekend. I was at a winery, and as you know, not Clancy's Bar. I'm at a real winery. And wait, 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 where Medina is near the North Fork of Long Island? What winery? Where was this winery? This was on Long Island. Oh, okay, so it's for real. Okay. Oh, so okay. it's maybe a winery I know about. Hey, Medina, nice yeah. of him to let you know he's nearby, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Michael Barr. I remember that? Big Barr. Here's what happened. There was. A long, there was a line for the ladies' restroom, and the men's restroom, there was no line. Opposite of the sports stadiums. Opposite of the sports stadiums. So, I w- <laughs> now I went into the men's restroom, and as I opened the door, there's a woman that's there, part of a bachelorette party, and she says, oh, we even made, invaded the men's restroom uh, so no, and then slam the door back in my face. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not. I get it that yes, you know, we need more restrooms for for women because it's it's ridiculous. However, he's very on the women's support group. This, I, this I, show. I, I wait, am. Wait, uh, wait. Can I contest that one? What it, do you mean we need more? We do restrooms for because women. Because it, it's not. It's look. It, I haven't done any surveys, but Medina, do you find this? Do yeah. we need more women's restrooms? I feel like we need more stalls. Okay. Of, yeah, within the women's restrooms. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What bugged me, though, was how unapologetic it was when the guy went into the men's room and there's a lady there. And instead of, hey, I'm sorry, we, you know, give us a moment. Instead of, it was like, no, we've invaded it. No, slam the door. Right. Now I'm like, now hold on. So your, your thoughts. Medina, I'm going to let you handle this one. So this is my question. Was it a single stall bathroom like, or was it many stalls in the bathroom? It was one. There was in the men's room you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yes. There was the- Was there know, a urinal? There was a urinal and there was a toilet. Okay. I see. Okay. So it's kind of like a, perhaps like a single use stall if, if right. anything. Um, well, I've used the men's bathroom before when there was a line in the women's room, so I could understand that. I mean- you know, I guess the time is up for our show. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe they were already in there. I don't know. Here, boy, this, I, I'm, I'm going to give you. This is what I got. You let her finish, and then yeah. you can then you kind of jump to the front of the line and say, "I need to go." And then after that, the women can use the room again. Well, that's what I did. I just oh, okay. I, after after yeah, I just stood, you know, patiently stood outside, opened the door. You just and- you did not like her retort of "Sorry, out." Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Right. It's like, hey, man, this is kind of in my space. Man. Yes. It's like, you know, because if it happened the other way, right. we so I'm just Michael Barr, it out there. Yeah. were you holding your wife's purse at the time? Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I really want to know. The things that get under this guy's skin. I'm, uh, I, I, I still have not figured out Big Bar. 
Anyhow. Yeah. So you use, wait, so in conclusion, you use the bathroom. Right. After they got out. They okay. meaning one person. After they got out. It wasn't the fact that there was a woman in the restroom. It was the fact that just kind of be apologetic. If I open the door heading to the men's room, just say, hey, I'm sorry, we, we had to come in Can here. I bring this back to sports for and, a second? And just, and yes, please. Please. When they're designing, because a lot of the new stadiums, yeah. when, when an American owner buys a stadium, you know, like like said, Pilato wants a new stadium. Very interesting. Let me know, Medina, let me know where you would cite on this as well. The surveys they take when they're building luxury suites inside stadiums, yeah. they ask the women for their preference of bathroom location. At which I intend to High, high, high percentage. Multiple people who have designed stadiums have told me, overwhelmingly, the women say... They do not want the bathroom in the suite. They want it outside the suite. Next door, you can go right outside, but they don't want the bathroom in the suite. Why? I, maybe you've just come out of the bathroom. People are there. Wait, they they don't want the bathroom in the suite. It's not as private. Not I know as that private sounds kind of weird. No, no, but not it's as like, private. Yeah, it's like but these, the privacy I mean, thing. But just kind of stuff that I don't think fans think of. Next time you're at a stadium, and if you happen to be around a, one of the suite areas. Check and see is the bathroom inside the suite or outside the suite, and then you wonder about all the due diligence that's done and what sort of surveys were done and the questionnaires and the focus groups. Just how much goes into one decision? Where do we put the bathroom? I'm sure if Evan hears this podcast, he's going to say, "Thank God I missed this show." This is the Bloomberg no. Business of Sports podcast. I'm Michael Barr, along with Scott Sosnick. Evan Novi Williams is off. Medina, thank you. Thank you for helping me with this. Well, you and I are here each and every Monday and Friday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world and online as an Apple podcast on iTunes. 